Good morning, all, and welcome to this week's episode of the CEO MomCast. I have with me another guest from the Modern Day Wife event, Zoe. She is a registered dietitian, and um, you can check out her page, Fat Loss Dr. Zoe. Um, RD Zoe. <laughs> RD Zoe. Okay, see, I mix that. <laughs> I do that all the time. You know what? I work in the medical field, so I would so get chastised at work for this because everybody has these credentials at the end of their name, and if you don't read them correctly, it is quite the faux pas, as I'm sure you're quite aware. Um, but anyways, I'm going to go ahead and pass it off to Zoe. She can tell us about herself, how she got started down her path to nutrition and into her own business. Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and and obviously super excited for the event next week too that's going to be so much fun so yeah like like you said i'm a registered dietitian i've been a dietitian for about five years now and how that kind of all got started was of course in college in a different major and that not working out you know two years in a row it's like gosh what am i doing here it's not doesn't feel right so then i switched my majors to nutrition once i started kind of researching a bit more about what a dietitian could do and i was like oh my gosh that's that's really interesting to me and i had taken a gen ed in nutrition and so that really sparked my interest um and so yeah i i um graduated from the university of arizona with my degree in nutrition and dietetics and then in order to be a registered dietitian, you actually have to complete a year-long internship and then pass the national board exam. So it was a little bit longer after I graduated that I was able to become a registered dietitian. Um, and, and in that time, I also got my master's in sports nutrition, which is kind of what really had my interest at the time. So after kind of experiencing many different fields within dietetics. You know, I worked as a clinical dietitian. I worked um, as a contractor for the Air Force. I worked, you know, all these different areas. And uh, ultimately, my path led me to my, my favorite, which was, is, I should say, doing that one-on-one -on -one nutrition coaching with clients, really kind of having that longer term accountability, checking in on a regular basis, because the, the traditional trajectory of working with a dietitian, let's say you get referred to meet with a dietitian from your doctor, and you go and you sit down for an hour and they, you know, and I'm saying this because I used to do it because that was one of the, the hacks that I had you know, you get, send them home with a bunch of handouts, you spew out all the information, and you, then you don't see them again for three months, maybe if ever again, right? And so that model just really wasn't serving people. And when I was able to start working more on that kind of ongoing coaching realm, it really lit me up and, and being able to be that coach alongside them, seeing these changes, seeing the life change, seeing not only, you know, the body composition and, and 
fat loss changes, those sorts of things, but really that transformation of habits. And so that's really what lights me up. And so actually, gosh, almost three years ago now, I started Zoe Schroeder Nutrition. And that has, of course, kind of transformed over the years as well, but I'm still doing the one-on-one nutrition coaching as my kind of main offer that I love to do the most and have expanded program offerings and that kind of thing, but really excited about just continuing to grow my private practice and helping as many people as I can. So through the evolution of your career, did you find that helping people with fat loss was more your calling? Yes. And, you know, I think, you know, I don't know if you've heard the phrase before, you become the coach you needed. And so when I was in college, I struggled with weight gain. And just like so many people who do, started Googling, right? Like, more so on Pinterest, you know, (laughs) what to eat to lose weight. I did like, all sorts of really kind of weird, sketchy stuff, right? Like, I remember, you know, I'm sure people listening to this can maybe remember the lemon juice, cayenne, pepper, honey (laughs) detox. I, I carried my jug of that stuff all over campus with me. Just like, you know, I've got, I got a detox and it'll help me lose this weight. And I'm this other thing. It's like looking back, obviously it's like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe, but it, you know, if you're in those times, you know, it kind of makes sense. You're doing what you can, or you don't know what you're supposed to do. And you're scouring the internet and trying different things. So one of the things was like mixing up coffee grinds because of the caffeine and the, and cayenne pepper, because it's, you know, fat burning and mixing it in with lotion, rubbing it on your belly and wrapping your belly with saran wrap and then going to sleep. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, Oh my gosh. I remember like laying in bed for like an hour, like trying to power through it. And, you know, my belly was on fire and it was like stinging and I couldn't go to sleep and it was awful. So I got up and I washed it off. I was like, had a come and Jesus, Jesus party with myself. Like, what are you doing? Um, so I think a lot of people can relate to trying many different diets, trying many different meal plans, feeling like they've done everything right because, diet culture has told us in order to lose weight, you have to eat less and exercise more. And that is just not at all how we create lasting change. And so, you know, actually, as I went through my, my nutrition degree, I, I basically implemented the science of nutrition and what I was learning on to myself as kind of like, a, a as we're going case study, And that's when I really started to understand, you know, our metabolisms and nutrition and why our bodies need what. And and I started to see my body composition transform as well as my relationship with food heal, which was a huge part of that as well. Right. And so being able to go through that journey myself and now being able to help people through that 
same path, that is to me super powerful because I, I can relate. I know exactly what the, that frustration and confusion feels like. And basically helping my clients through the shortcut. Yeah. Maybe, maybe six months or a year feels like a long time to dedicate to, you know, a program or, or making a lifestyle change, but guess what? It's actually the shortcut, right? Because here we are now making those lasting changes. Whereas, you know, trying different diets, different programs, X, Y, Z for spinning your wheels for years and years. So that's right, really and what got me started and in, in, in feeling so passionate about it. Right. And I think the most important part that you said there in which I think has been a huge drive over the last couple of years for a lot of people who have been getting away from diet culture is that it's a lifestyle change. It's not just a quick fix. Mm-hmm. And so, that's a hard, that's a hard mindset shift to reframe. You know, it's right. like a lot of people, when I first start working to together, it's like, okay, you're losing a pound a week. And for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. We're celebrating it. And they're like, oh, I wanted to see five pounds. It's like, hey, now we're doing this. So it's in the right way. And so that pound never comes back. Right. And so I would much rather it be slow and steady and your body feels safe enough to continue doing all the things it needs to do and safely release the fat rather than put it in this sense of danger that as soon as you stop doing whatever restrictive meal plan or diet you were doing that that weight just comes back plus you know times two really right and I I think that's hard for a lot of people I mean I myself have struggled with my weight all my life and since having kids and getting into my mid-30s it's been even harder and I do remember a time of being on that, you know, this is a lifestyle and making sure I'm exercising and eating well and how great I felt. And even just the difference I noticed and how crappy I feel now. And that's one thing I say to my husband all the time. And he's like, you just got to do it. And I'm like, I know, but that's always the hardest part is the first step in accepting it. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is you just mm-hmm. get back into that routine and it is a hard mentality. Like you said, that first week, that one pound, you kind of get a little down on yourself because you feel like you're doing great and you should, and you've done so much more than you usually do that you should see better results, but it's in the long run. Yeah. And you touched on something. It's like, most of the time, we kind of know what to do. We know we should be, you know, we kind of know what we should be eating. We kind of know we should be moving. But it's the bridging the gap between knowing what to do and actually doing it. And so that's where the accountability, the coaching, that one on one attention of like, okay, let's take what we know we should be doing, but apply it in a realistic and practical way in your life, because that's what you know, everybody's different. That's why these cookie cutter diets and meal plans don't work because, you know, your life is different than my life, which is different than Sally's life. And that's kind of where having, having help, you know, we're not, we're not expected to know how to do this. The diet industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. They make money off of keeping the public confused about how to fuel their body. And that's really what I work to break down. So what is it then, Zoe, that sets you 
apart from others in the industry such a, since it is such a saturated industry? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I, I've heard the phrase, people pay for coaches, not coaching. Like you said, it is a saturated industry. There are a ton of people doing nutrition coaching. And I think it goes to who do you feel connected with? Who do you feel like you can relate to? Who do you feel like gets you, right? Like you just start and you click that you trust, that you are maybe drawn to their personality. So am I the coach for everybody? Absolutely not. Am I the coach for the people who feel connected to me and, you know, like, me as a person and can see me as the genuine person that I am and who cares about their success. So I think that is, is one differentiating factor is each individual person. And you just click with some people and you just don't with others. But the other thing is that I, I find some coaches, now I do want to be careful here because there are a lot of really wonderful dietitians, but there are also a lot of people who call themselves nutrition coaches, but have no credentialing or, you know, licensure to their, to their um, name really. And that's where we get into dangerous territory because like I explained my, a little bit about my background in the beginning to become a registered dietitian it's at least five years. And then we have to do continuing education uh, throughout to maintain our credential. And so many people don't know the difference between what a dietitian is and what a nutritionist is, right? I get that question all the time. The reality is, is that a new, anybody could call themselves a nutritionist or a nutrition coach if they read a nutrition article, if they listen to a nutrition podcast, or if they maybe got a nutrition degree, right? There's no licensing behind using that term. Whereas working with a dietitian, a registered dietitian, you know that, all right, they have a four-year degree. They had to do organic chemistry, anatomy and physiology, like all of these. It's a, it's a hard science degree, right? And along with that accredited internship. So when if and when you are looking for a coach or in, you know nutrition help, I always recommend to go with a registered dietitian over a nutritionist. And do you find that you have to explain that to a lot of your clients? Yeah, you know, education is a huge piece of it because you know okay. people don't know, and so helping breaking that down a little bit. I, you know, I, that's something I do a lot. Right. Um, but also maybe some other people don't, who don't know, it's like, oh, well, this person is half the price. So why wouldn't I just go with them? Right. So it's part of that is that reframing too. And, um, just a little side note here is when you view, nutrition coaching or working with a dietitian or even a a personal trainer or whatever, we want to reframe viewing it as an expense to an investment, right? Because this is you prioritizing your health and your future 
as an, in, uh, as an investment for your future self. Because if you don't, then that is then, yes, hospital bills, ex- future expenses. And so that's something that I definitely chat with people about too. Like, let's, let's reframe how we're thinking about this instead of just, oh, it's expensive or it's an expense because that is, it's more so about the choice to invest in being the best version of yourself. So with you being a registered dietitian, do you find it hard to have balance? I just, from the point of view of, you know, 90% of the American population are not dietitians. We don't think like you do. A lot of people look at food as, you know, something that's fun. Um, Not saying that you don't enjoy food, but, um, you know, we just kind of eat what we want to our pleasure, what our palate is. Um, Do you find that your dietitian mode is like always on? Is it hard to balance that? Oh my gosh. I love this question because the reality is, is that I love food too. I love eating fun food. I love eating fuel food. And that's how I like to view it. And this is something that I work with my clients on because it's how I live my life. And that's working towards having that balance. And I, I usually say an 80, 20 balance of fuel food. So when I say fuel food, I mean, you know, whole nutritious you know, whole real foods. And 20% of the time are those fun foods, the treats or what I like to call planned indulgences. That's where the ice cream and the pizza and the wine comes in. I absolutely enjoy those things. And that comes along with viewing this as a lifestyle rather than a diet. You know, it's not, a, there's not an end point. It's not something that, oh, I'll start on Monday. It's, this is what I do most of the time. And this is what I enjoy some of the time. And that releasing that all or nothing mindset, you know, obviously that takes work. And that's something that I work with my clients on because it does take some time. But upon graduation of the nutrition coaching program, of course, I love to hear about the weight loss and the fat loss and the body composition change, all those sorts of things. But I love it when I hear how much my client's relationship with food has improved, that they can go out for date night and enjoy a treat and not beat themselves up or feel guilty about it because their all or nothing mindset has shifted towards, yeah, I can do both and I can maintain this lifestyle. I can maintain my results because that is what goes into having a sustainable lifestyle. I think your explanation is great. I, I guess I'm looking at it from like a personal point of view. I wonder if it's almost like a willpower thing, because again, back to when I was, you know, on track, eating great and working out and everything, it was so easy for me to balance you know, birthday cupcakes were not a big thing. I picked some healthier options because I just knew that that's what I needed to do. And I still enjoyed it and I didn't worry about it and things like that. But then now it's kind of like an all or nothing mentality. I guess it's like, where's that switch in your brain sort of, Mm. um, but I guess it's one of those like coaching technique things, you know, kind of working on it. So, um, 
yeah, that's one of those personal balance things. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so what is your support system like? You have an online coaching system. Do you coach in person as well? Do you have a team? Um, so I actually do not do in-person nutrition coaching for my business. Um, actually for a couple of my local clients, cause I've, I've coached, I've had clients from of course, all over the country and internationally as well. But I, I have a good handful of local. So for my local clients, you know, we've met up on the river path for a walk to do our appointment while we're walking um, and that kind of thing. So that's always fun. But because it is a virtual business, all of the nutrition coaching that I do is on the phone. So that makes work very flexible. So that's, that gives you good work-life balance then, or is it hard to shut off? Oh, uh, I, I, I'll be completely honest. It's hard for me to shut off because my clients, I have a, an app that they, you know, obviously do their check-ins and those, this type, this type of thing in there, but they also have the messenger feature. So uh, I always, you know, that's a great resource. Like I love it that my clients have me as their dietitian in their pocket at all times. And they can, they, they know when we do the onboarding that they can always message me with any questions or if they need additional support in between our coaching calls. And even though in my brain, I want to set boundaries like, okay, it's the weekend. You'll get to it on Monday. I just, I can't, you know, I like, I care too much and Uh I'm like, I'm on my phone anyway. It's fine. Um, so in that case, I'm always thinking about my clients. I'm always thinking about, you know, what recipes to feature next on my Instagram. I'm always thinking about the practice, right? But I, I don't necessarily think I view it as work-life balance. It's more so work-life mix, right? Because I get to go to the gym in the middle of the day sometimes. And I get to, you know, go do fun things that maybe I, I wouldn't, you know, it, it's not necessarily separate in my mind is what I'm trying to say, right. because it's just, it is my life. Um, I have plenty of, you know, hobbies. I take time for myself. And I, of course, we all have moments of stress and feeling overwhelmed and that kind of thing. But I'm, I'm more so just so grateful and blessed for the opportunity to have this online business and to help people sharing what I am so passionate about. And was starting your own coaching business hard? Like, was it hard to build a clientele or was it just, um, something you always knew you wanted to do? I know you dabbled in other, um, areas of dietics, dietetics before you got there. Oh man, I'll tell you what, it was hard. And, and one of the main reasons why, well, I mean, I think there are probably pros and cons to this, but it was hard because I actually didn't have any social media before I decided to start my business. So (laughs) I sound like me, (laughs) uh, you know, it was great. And I have to say, I loved not feeling as attached to my phone. I Mm -hmm. loved not knowing or caring to share, you know, things on social media. But um, if you, if you know me, 
I go full force. When I choose to do something, I don't half-ass anything. And so I'm like, all right, I'm starting an online business. I guess that means I need to do all the things. So Instagram, Facebook, Facebook group, TikTok, you know, all of the, all of this email list. And so I just went for it. And there was a huge learning curve, right? Because yeah, I I understood what Instagram was, but that also doesn't really come naturally. And it takes a lot of time and this, that, and the other. And I'm, I'm really proud of, you know, in the past, let's call it two years and eight months or so building, you know, my, all of my social media from zero and really being able to reach people and share my messages is, is really important to me, but it was hard. And I have to say, I, you know, I've had several different business mentors and, you know, guidance along the way as well. I've, you know, hired my own business coach, coaches. <laughs> and, you know, I think it's also really important to practice what I preach you're not expected to have everything figured out. It's okay to ask for help. Invest in yourself and in your future. And so I continue to do that as well. So with that being said, and in investing in yourself and your future, where do you see you yourself in your business in five years? Oh man, five years. Well, here's the thing. One of the main driving factors of me starting the business was because is because I guess I uh, past tense was because uh, I want to have a family, and so I wanted to create a a platform, a business in which I could still work, and, but have the flexibility of having a family and and you know being home with them, but also having having the business and helping people doing the things that I, I enjoyed to do as well. So that was a big driving factor in starting the business. So in five years, you know, I, I hope that I, I do have a family that would be wonderful. And that would then, you know, have the flexibility of doing, having my business grow further. Maybe I'll have a team then and, who knows what the future has in store, but I know that I'm nowhere near done yet. And I'm so excited for what's to come. Now with your coaching model, do you find that, um, I took a look at some of your programs and I know like there's one-on-one coaching and, um, like there's a 90 day program and things like that. Do you find when people get through the 90 day program, like they're kind of one and done or do they keep going? Do you have long-term clients? Yeah, so the 90-day fat loss boot camp is a self-paced course designed for people who are kind of just getting started and need to build those foundational habits. So in my one-on-one coaching, we we move through a couple different phases, right? We have to do building, we have to build the foundational habits and then we move into the um results phase and the recovery phase and then the independence phase. So the 90 day fat loss boot camp was filling in this, this first phase gap that a lot of clients were coming to me needing. And I found myself coaching on the same things over and over again. And I thought, okay, this is an opportunity to give people a, a different way to learn 
and a different way to apply them the the information because you know maybe one-on-one coaching isn't for everybody so the 90-day fat loss boot camp is designed to set them up to have those foundational habits to then move into the one-on-one coaching and and be very prepared to kind of dive right in um So, you know, that could be a one and done for some people. It is some people move on to the one-on-one coaching. And of course, a lot of people start with one-on-one coaching. Um, So it's definitely not a prerequisite. And in terms of long-term clients, I actually just this morning had a a call with one of my clients who has been with me since the very first year I started my business. She So we've been together for like almost two years, no, over two years. And um, she's incredible, but she's so dedicated to her journey that, yeah, she's like, it's just our, you know, one of the many appointments that she's got on her schedule. And I love the fact that we have this relationship now and we're able to see so many great changes in her life. I generally work with clients one-on-one for no shorter than six months. Now that makes sense because of, you know, like you said, it's a journey. It's not something that can be, I don't want to say fixed because you're not really fixing things for some people. You are fixing the mentality and the relationship with food and, and things like that. But it is something that takes a longer term goal than just 90 days, let's say, like you said, that's kind of a starter program. Yeah. The jump in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is part of the whole diet culture. Everybody's looking for that quick fix. So when you don't get it in the 90 days, six weeks, whatever a program promises you, you're kind of done. Nobody can commit to anything long-term anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, Zoe, what is a piece of advice that you would give somebody starting out in your field since you have, um, kind of dabbled in so many different areas of it? (sighs) Well, let's see, I guess I'll, I'll speak to maybe the online nutrition coaching field. I would say, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. I know it's, intimidating. I know you may feel silly at times, but the more you show up, the more you push yourself outside of your comfort zone, the more you you'll grow, you know, as a person and in in the business. And then specific to dietetics, uh, my recommendation would be to get that experience in different areas so that you can find what you truly enjoy to do. Don't get stuck, you know, just working this, the same job that maybe you don't love because it's what you feel like you should be doing. I think that's good advice for almost any field, honestly. (laughs) And that seems to be a big thing these days. I feel like after the pandemic, everybody really took stock of where they were in life. And just if you weren't happy anymore, you know, now was the time to figure it out what was going to make you happy. You no longer wanted to just be a cog in the wheel. Mm -hmm. Um, And do you see any new trends in 
you know, the field of dietics that are coming out this year or a future trend that's like up and coming that might not be mainstream yet? Well, I would say, you know, over the past couple years, there's definitely been the shift away from as extreme diet culture. Now, as I'm saying that, I think it is still a bit polarized, right? We, we see this shift towards, okay, we, we know we need to make a sustainable change. We don't want to do something super extreme. But then, of course, we see the news story from just last week of people eating borax to try to lose weight, right? Like on TikTok. So, oh my um, gosh, I missed that one, but okay. Uh, yeah, yikes, <laughs> right? Like, yikes. So I think that, at least I hope, in, in this field, that the more people start to recognize that we need to change the mindset from the quick fix to creating that lasting, sustainable lifestyle, that's when we're going to start seeing that be more valued, right? And, and that is really what the diet industry doesn't want us to see, but I do think that that shift is coming. I think you're right in that. Like, I mean, this year there's been a a large focus on, I I mean, it's just a rabbit hole that I'm about to open, but like people taking Ozempic to lose weight. Um, How sustainable is that? as soon as you get off those shots and, you know, it's no longer doing that for your body, you're going to gain the weight back. So if you can't do something that's long-term and sustainable and learn the healthy habits that you need, it's just going to still continue to be a vicious cycle, no matter how much money you sink in it. But I mean, you said it in the beginning, diet culture is a multi-billion dollar industry, and I don't think that's ever going to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I, I um, have a lot of conversations about the GLP-1 medications like the Ozempic, and I like to view it as a tool, right? This is a very powerful tool that a lot of people are getting their hands on, but the tool by itself is not a magic pill. It might, it might seem like it right now, but it's not the end-all be-all. So we we still need to make that lifestyle change. We still need to work on eating habits. We still need to work on exercise. We still need to work on mindset and relationship with food and stress management and sleep and all of these other lifestyle factors that we would be wanting to work on anyway, even if they weren't on the Ozempic. Um, And because together, yeah, then you can actually create that lasting lifestyle change. Maybe you're not on the Ozempic forever, but if you have utilized that time to change the habits, then you're much more likely to maintain those results. But if on the medication, it's just like, oh, great, I'm losing all this weight, but I'm not changing anything that I'm doing. Well, it's going to catch up with you later on. Correct. Now, do you see a lot of people kind of trying to get back to basics? You know, eat your whole foods, get your eight hours of sleep. Even I find like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I find that that's what people don't realize they need or want because mm-hmm. it's become so confusing, right? We're told all these different right. things. Oh, you have to eat according to your blood diet, blood type diet. Oh, you have to eat alkaline. Oh, you shouldn't be having this. 
it's confusing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. overwhelming and it's confusing. And so getting back to basics is like mind blowing. It's like, wait a second, it's that simple. And that's the thing. It's like, it shouldn't be hard and it doesn't have to be hard, but we've made it hard. Yeah. We as in like, you know, society. society. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's just way too much information out there. I think that's what it is. Well, and the other well, thing but- too is like, it's not sexy, right? Like, oh, getting right. eight hours of sleep and, and, you know, eating whole foods. That's not, it doesn't sell. It's not sexy and it's not what people want to hear, but it's, it's the truth and it's what's going to, you know, kind of help you in the long run. I mean, let me tell you, if they change their marketing demographic to moms over 30 who don't get eight hours of sleep, it'd be the sexiest marketing <laughs> Super sexy. out there. <laughs> oh, funny. Because what I wouldn't give for eight hours a night. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, Zoe, it's been great chatting with you. Are you um, going to be at the event this week? Next yes, week. I'm actually, yeah. yes, yes. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm going to be a panelist. So if oh. you're at the event, um, I would love to have you swing by and catch the wellness panel and I'll be there and I, I'm excited to meet you. Yes, this year I'm actually pre-recording everybody so that I'm not stuck in a room recording to, so I can enjoy the event. So I plan on making it out to see all the panelists and enjoy the fashion show and everything. So I will definitely be there to see you. Awesome. It's going to be fun. It is. I loved it last year and I can't wait to get back there this year. So, um, for all my listeners, again, you feel free to check Zoe out on her social, social media page, fat loss, RD Zoe. And there is a link to her website, which does show you all her programs about her fat loss boot camp, her one-on-one coaching. I will be posting all of Zoe's information as well on the CEO mom cast. And, um, of course you can listen to our episode to find out all you need to know. Thanks.